Okay, so the past few weeks, you've been talking about some people in the Old Testament, and they were called prophets. Do you remember their names? They had some, they were similar, but a little different. You had Elijah with a J, and you had Elisha with an S, and they were prophets, and prophets hear directly from God and speak that word to his people. Now, today we're going to move on from the prophets, and we're going to talk about a different type of person in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about a king. And while prophets, they hear directly from God and speak to God's people, kings, their job is to protect and serve. Kings protect the people from foreign, uh, from enemy invasions and attacks. They serve the people by building roads and, and buildings and walls. Uh, so prophets, they hear from God and speak to the people, and kings protect and serve God's people. And our Bible story today that we're going to watch in just a minute is a perfect example of a king. His name is King Joash, and what he did is he protected and served God's people by repairing God's temple in Jerusalem. And for us today, our King Jesus, he reigns and builds his temple in our hearts. So let us watch our video lesson and learn more about King Joash. Joash was seven years old when he became the king of Judah. He grew up and had a family. For years, King Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Joash really wanted to renovate the Lord's temple. He gathered the priests and Levites and said, Go out to the cities of Judah and collect silver from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. Do this quickly. Joash commanded that a chest be placed outside the gate of the temple. All the people in Judah and Jerusalem brought their tax to the temple and put it in the chest. The people filled the chest with silver. Every day the religious leaders emptied the chest and the people filled it up again. Then Joash and the high priest gave the silver to the workers in charge of fixing up the temple. They hired stonecutters, carpenters, blacksmiths, and coppersmiths. The workers restored God's temple and made it stronger. When they finished, the workers gave the leftover silver to Joash and the high priest. They spent the leftover money to make tools and instruments for the temple. The priests gave burnt offerings in the Lord's temple every day, while Jehoiada, the high priest, was alive. Jehoiada lived a long life. After he died, the rulers of Judah came and talked to King Joash. Joash abandoned the Lord's temple. The people stopped worshiping God. Joash set up objects and idols for the people to worship. God sent prophets to warn Joash and the people, but they didn't listen. Because Joash turned away from God, God turned away from him. Joash wanted to obey God. 
He honored God at first, but in time, his actions showed that there was still sin in his heart. Jesus wants to change our hearts. When we trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior, he gives us new hearts that want to live for his glory. So King Joash, his great accomplishment, after he was made king at age seven, he grew up and he restored and repaired God's temple in Jerusalem. Now, from our viewpoint, we don't quite understand what the big deal is about the temple. You know, from, from our viewpoint, you and I, we see the temple as kind of like a church where you go and you worship God. And the temple is like a church, but the temple was more than a church. The temple was more than a church because at the temple was where God was present with his people. And in God's presence, the reason why that's so important is because when you're in God's presence, the deepest longings of your heart are satisfied. The deepest longings of your heart to be safe, to be happy, and to feel secure are only satisfied when you're in God's presence. How do I know this? Well, because sin is the separation from God. When Adam and Eve sinned, humanity was completely separated from God. And ever since then, we've been trying to find that connection, that, that sense of safety, security, of happiness in anything else, trying to find our way back to God. And it's only in God's presence that your deepest longings of your heart are satisfied. And so when, when Joash restores the temple, he's restoring the place where God is present with his people. And that's what's so important about the temple. Now, there is something we do need to talk about with Joash, because although he did a great job protecting and serving his, his people by repairing the temple, he didn't do everything great. He really made a mess of things. And, and the Bible says that, that although he started out on the right track, as he got older, he changed. That as he got older, he turned away from God and began to do horrible things. You know, last week, Pastor Arp was here. He talked about false gods. He talked about false gods that were anything that you look for other than God to find a sense of, of happiness, of, of, of safety and security. And the question is, well, why would anyone turn away from God? If God is present in his temple among his people in Jerusalem, why would you go looking for anything anywhere else? And our Bible story doesn't tell us for certain what it was that made jo Joash turn aside. But I think it was this. I think it was doubt driven by fear that turned Joash away from God. Because our God, all he asks of us is to trust him. Trust that he will provide uh, for safety, for happiness. Trust that God will be there for you. But Joash, he, he couldn't do it. There were safer, more easy, more concrete ways to find, to do his job 
as king. There were idols over here. Those were so simple. All you had to do was sacrifice and rituals in equals blessings out. Easy peasy. There was over here, you know, he was faced with a foreign invasion, it tells us in the Bible. And it was simple. Gold out, uh, well, the gold that was dedicated to God. Gold out and the enemies are gone. Easy. When our God simply asks us to trust him, it's always doubt driven by fear that is our downfall. Isn't that right? Isn't it always the fear that God won't be there in the future? That God's not going to provide for our families, for our jobs, for our country? That, that what is the future going to be like? It, and it's so confusing, but God simply asks us to trust him. And so it's always doubt driven by fear that turns someone away from God. And you might be thinking, well, why are we talking about this King Joash? He, he did some good, okay. He did some bad, that's right. And he doesn't even make the, the top 10 most loved characters in the Old Testament. Even I, I'll admit, I had to, to go back and reread his story just to remind myself of who he was. But in the end, it's not what Joash did that makes him important. It's not what Joash did what makes him important, but it's that Joash shows us our need for a perfect king. Joash was unfaithful towards God, yet God continued to be faithful to send us the promised king, King Jesus. King Jesus who would remain faithful, who would protect and serve God's people perfectly. And it's Joash's unfaithfulness that shows us Jesus' faithfulness. In, in fact, it's true for all characters in the Old Testament, whether it's a prophet, a king, or, or anyone else. All the kings, King David, King Solomon, King Joash, they, they couldn't do it, but they all showed us how no one can restore God's presence. No one can satisfy our hearts to, to have us feel safe, to have us feel happy and secure. No one can do it until we get to Jesus. Jesus, the perfect king, who would come to protect and serve by healing diseases, by casting out demons. He would repair arms and legs that were broken. And he would serve people by, by feeding 5,000 people at a time and 4,000 in another instance. It was Jesus, our perfect king, who would protect and serve God's people. But he didn't rule like some European monarch. You know, you've seen them in paintings. They're, they're, they're all dressed in their fluffy and colorful clothes, and they're, they're riding on a horse. But Jesus reigns in simple clothes, riding on a small donkey, and for his cross, and for his throne, a cross. It's Jesus, our perfect king, who could restore God's presence. But wait, if you have read the story, you would find out that Joash, he was unfaithful, and his story ends with his servants betraying him and killing him. And Jesus, well, he was faithful, and he was betrayed by his own disciples, and he was kid. He was killed. So if I'm unfaithful, I get betrayed by my servants. If I'm faithful, I, get, I also end up dying by betrayal. 
why should I bother, you say? But it's Jesus' faithfulness that leads to his resurrection. It's Jesus' faithfulness that doesn't end in death, but leads to his resurrection and ours. And Jesus, our perfect king, now builds his temple in our hearts. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that his, the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Do you not know that Jesus now builds his temple, not in the four walls in Jerusalem, but in your hearts, that God's presence can't be found in one specific spot anymore, but is now found in Jesus and in his church, that we are God's temple. Jesus says that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them also. So go this week in God's presence and with God's family, with God's presence, in your families, with your neighbors, and your co-workers, and your friends, knowing that God is always with you and God is always present because it is Jesus, our faithful King, who reigns now and forever. And in his name, amen.